0: So I think at the time there wasn't really any conflict. It was more conflict of like, I should be working, I should be doing this, you know. Society says, go to uni, mm-hmm. finish your degree, get a job in that field and work it the rest of your life. And I was starting to freak out because I'm like, I don't know if this is the person I am. I've never really considered anything else. Have I made a huge mistake?
1: Hey, my name is Michael. And my name is Pete. And welcome to Humbled, a personal and inspiring podcast series where we have conversations with everyday people
2: sharing their humbling stories. We thank you for tuning in and supporting the voices and stories of this series. We believe people help people. They certainly do. So let's get to work. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) We're back. Humble the series. Pete, how are you? I'm great, mate. How are you? Now, Pete, tell me, you're a bit of an adventurer, aren't you? A bit of an explorer? Yes. You
2: are. I am. I'm I'm so (laughs) nervous for whatever this was you mentioned just before. Mate, don't give it away. (laughs) (laughs) I I like exploring. I like adventuring. I like being outside.
1: Absolutely. Good, good. The reason why I ask is I think we're always on the quest for great stories, right? And you know, finding those impactful stories, those inspiring stories. And I think we've found another one. I agree. I'm okay. <laughs> um, really, really, really excited. I say it every episode, but I actually am really excited. I think it's a great time to speak to someone insightful, but also inspiring. And I think our guest has that in bucket loads. So Pete, who will we be speaking to today?
2: Well, I might just jump in just before I introduce our next guest, because there's something I've really wanted to do um, live and just see if I can get this reaction from Gags because I guess a good segue is you know I am all about adventure and mm. I am all about living an active lifestyle and keeping busy. Um, so in my life, um, my beautiful partner Rachel and I are expecting another child. No way! Yeah, <laughs> we well are, done, mate. Congratulations! Thank you, Rach. Congratulations. So I just thought i I just wanted to no see shit. the look in your face. Yeah, So it's Social quite exciting. good news. Yeah. This is live news. This is real news. This is real news. Live. Breaking. So Breaking. That's fantastic. No, no, I just thought I'd let you know and it's fantastic. probably be quite a humbling experience having two yeah. under two. So we'll see yeah. how we go. Oh, mate. Join my tribe and get to three. Then you'll really be loving life. No, joke. <laughs> well done, mate. No, well, well done. Really, really excited to, to hear more about it. It should be yeah. good. But... Before we get into children, (laughs) let's get into our our next guest. And I've written down a few little intro notes as I like to do, so bear with me. Um, With us today, we have a leader, an instructor, a small business owner, a positive, hardworking role model, an ambassador, a sometimes dreamer, (laughs) and a recently engaged chicky babe. Congratulations on that one. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Lauren Sebastiani.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, I'm just going to add, that was really cruel doing that live um, <laughs> yeah. announcement with me sitting here silently trying to react.
1: <laughs> Did you know?
0: Congrat- no. Oh my God. You were like, <laughs>
1: so silent. I was like, oh, no, totally I like, know. I was like, do I.
0: This, I'm like such a rule follower too. I'm like, do I speak? Do I stay quiet? What do I do? Because <laughs> I was like, I haven't been to yet. So congratulations, to you. That's so Thanks, exciting. Loss. I
1: appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm Thank excited. Thanks Nervous. <laughs>
1: Shouldn't be nervous. I think it'll be a fun experience and a great conversation like Pete just mentioned, so many things in that list I think we can talk through and and dive into. Um, First and foremost, let's talk a bit about Lauren and um, a bit of an intro about yourself.
0: Cool. Um, So, yeah, I'm Lauren. I'm a small business owner. Um, I like to call myself a retired physio. I'm only 27 and I um, have always wanted to be a physio my whole, I guess, career. Worked really hard at that through school and through uni and eventually got there after a few hurdles um graduated 2018 um started work 2019 and retired retired from the industry 2020 pretty much one year into my first year contract um in private practice so yeah that's why I say retired physio because I'm not really technically working in the field anymore um I'm a dog mum, got two dogs or three technically um I guess I am a bit of a dreamer at times. I've been through, I think, a few phases in my life, which has led me to where I've ultimately ended up now, which is with um, Studio Spring, which is a small business in Adelaide. Um, We started up in August 2021 and we now have two studios in Adelaide, which is really cool, Um, predominantly reformer Pilates, which is why my voice sounds the way it is on um, (laughs) mic, but... Yeah, we run um, reformer classes, a bit of yoga, but um, I've always kind of said since before we opened the business and since the dream kind of started that we're not really like a fitness studio. I guess we're more um, established as a community and um, just a tribe of people. And um, it was never really my goal to have a studio. It never crossed my mind. It was on my radar ever. Um, But I think when you just come together with the right people in your life and we talked a little bit off air about universes and opening doors and situations and, you know, taking the left door or the right door and when those doors present themselves and you take them, it could lead to pretty cool things. So that's where I've ended up with Studio Spring.
2: How so. cool is that term, retired physio? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you a, know, a young retiree. Young retiree. would <laughs> <laughs> be great to retire it. at mid to late 20s, yeah. I'm not sure. Um but I did want to grab on that a bit because obviously, as we grow up, we we create you know a, a vision or a pathway that we you know aspire mm. to. Mm. Um, was it difficult to get to effectively like the you know you've just entered that profession and it's not an easy one to get into. It takes a lot of work and dedication, and then you got to that level and then decided to change. Was that you know how how was that?
0: Um, it was probably I would describe twenty nineteen to. 2021 of probably the hardest years of my life. Um, it wasn't an easy decision. It was, I guess, maybe kind of forced upon me. Um, but I grew up since I've always been the kind of person that I've known what I want and I'm very driven, determined and I'm my, my father's daughter in that sense. My dad's a hard-working Italian man and always wanted the best for his kids and I'm a Taipei personality and I find it really easy to learn. I did really well at school Um, And I think, I don't know how old I was, maybe like 10 years old when I decided I wanted to be a physio and it was because of the physio that I had growing up and she was incredible, like super yeah. influential in my eyes. It was, and it was more her personality. I think now that I look back that I was really drawn to and the way she made me feel, mm, mm, um, mm. It, she could have, you know, I could have done, I could have just had a coffee with her and probably yeah. still felt the same way. She could have been maybe a firefighter and I probably would have wanted to be a firefighter. Uh, yeah. So I think looking back and obviously hindsight's a great thing. It was probably more so the person I encountered that made me want the profession. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was there that I decided. And once I decided something, good luck to yeah. <laughs> Anything around that situation because that's what I'm going for. That's awesome. So yeah, I did really well in year twelve, and I worked really hard, and I sacrificed a lot of things. I wasn't, you know, the kind of kid growing up that would spend a lot of time with friends or you know, adventuring. I didn't travel much, and um, worked three jobs, and yeah, I didn't get in after year twelve, which was heartbreaking. I had an eight hour of I hate to drop numbers because obviously it's a relevant number, but you know, I missed out by zero point seven or something silly. Oh, shit. So I was heartbroken and then I went through human movement, which is like a sports science degree, which Mm. is a bit of a degree where like you learn a lot of everything and, but not enough of anything. So it doesn't really lead to anything, I think, um, Mm. after those three years, so Mm. it's a bit of a risk. Um, and you do have to plan like what you get out of it. So the plan was to try and transfer after first year, got knocked back again, um, ended up finishing my human movement degree with the intention to transfer into masters which is a two-year postgrad course at the same uni but they only accept maybe like 20 students and you mm. have to have a cutoff of 5.5 GPA to even be considered uh, I think I got like 5.55 GPA so I would have been bottom at the barrel but universe left or mm. right door moment um, got a letter in the mail and had got it a spot mm. and I guarantee I would have been maybe bottom of that list getting mm. in. Like I really struggled through three years of uni, Not, uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do and I felt mm. I think I was almost like having a bit of a tantrum mm. through those three years because I wasn't where I wanted to be and I'd just worked so hard for, you know, however many years. Mm. Um, and I had lost hope I think by that point. I was like, well, I'm just not going to get in. But got there, did my two years and I think once I started those two years I decided I wanted to finish ducks in my course, I wanted to be top And I pretty much finished those two years with almost near perfect GPA. So like 6.8 out of seven or something. And I was top Mm -hmm. of the class. Got my dream job at the clinic with my mentor growing up, the physio that made me want to be a physio. Shout out Jen Guest, if you're listening. Um, Mm, That's so good. And everything was perfect. I was on top of the world. Um, Yeah, everything was great for probably like two months into it. And then... Throw in a few personal life dramas and breakdown of seven-year relationship and, you know, maybe working in a career that your expectations are not quite where you thought you were going to be or what Mm. you thought it was going to be and, you know, a lot of self-pressure. And I think I had been... Going through whole life of, you know, constantly getting feedback and results and people and being told I was doing a great job to, you know, even just uni grades like were validation for me being a person that I really value significance in the sense that not in an egotistical way, but in Mm. the way that I like to be significant in the lives of other people. And I just didn't feel like I was achieving that in this role. So I just started to crumble and fall apart. And I think obviously the relation breakdown was probably a big part of that and, um, Yeah, I just got to this point maybe six months in where I just didn't know what I was doing anymore and I wasn't happy and um, I was going out a lot and just um, spending a lot of time, you know, alone and just felt really, really lost and confused and like I'd been working hard for something and now I just didn't even want it anymore. And, yeah, yeah, I think I just hit a bit of a crossroad and um, ended up, yeah, going down a really shit three months probably six months and then decided that I think it was time to can the career for a little while so I'll just um, jump in there yeah. like how,
2: how did um in that stage when you were kind of a little bit lost were your sort of closest family and friends that were around you were they able to pick up that you were kind of going through a bit of a weird thing or did you keep it internal because you'd put all that work and time into it beforehand to be like oh you know you know were were you comfortable sharing with Mm. how you're feeling or did you just keep it to yourself for a bit I'm just going to lose myself in going out and drinking or whatever it is like whatever vice it is it's a a, a common theme Mm. Were, were the people around you aware of it or did you keep it to yourself?
0: Uh, definitely kept it to myself. I think mainly cause I didn't really know what the issue was at that point. I think, um, from really what it looked like from outward appearances was that, you know, she's just like, she's newly single and like, you know, has been, mm. you know, working so hard for something since, you know, Sixteen years old and been in relationships mm. since sixteen, so to most people it probably would have looked like a very normal reaction post relationship mm. breakdown, I guess, and I'm not really the kind of person that would go to my parents to talk about um like how I'm feeling because yeah. I know my dad would have probably been watching and and starting to freak out a little bit and worrying about my future and, you know, am I mm-hmm. making enough money and can I buy a house and can I support myself and all that sort of stuff. And I just mm-hmm. really didn't want to deal with those heavy conversations mm-hmm. yeah. on top of how anxious I was already feeling. And yeah, I probably, I didn't, I don't think I really had my finger on what the real issue was yet. Mm-hmm. I think I was confused as to whether it was personal drama, overshadowing career, career yeah. or if it was career overshadowing personal stuff
2: mm. so road. I kept I it in suppose. but <laughs> yeah. I mean I think yeah. I
0: I probably um was at Octane for a lot of that period of my time and I wasn't mm. sure I don't know what it looked like to other people yeah. like Pete you probably saw me a little bit there I don't know if you look if it looked like I was going off the rails or but no one really kind of sat me down and said is everything okay like I think if they did I probably would have broken mm. down a lot sooner but um I definitely work pretty hard to keep it in. Like I don't mm. don't like to impose my emotional stuff on other people. I've always been very internalised. and I think I still am still mm. learning to share that kind of stuff.
1: You're mm. sharing so well, you're doing now. it now. Yeah, yeah, I was saying. You're <laughs> doing a great job. <laughs> it's interesting that inner world and thought and processing of every day and, you know, I guess the perceptions of how people maybe are thinking about you versus how you're really thinking inside. I pick you up on two themes here there's the drive, which I can see there's like passion and drive just oozing out of you and obviously there's, there's good reason for that. But, the, you know, you've got this other balance of a dreamer and um, I'm, I'm assuming with dreaming you love to think high and kind of raise high in terms of where you want to go and, and you know, reach your, you know, your dreams obviously. But is there a, a conflict of interest in that? Do you find was there a little bit of an internal battle
0: that um, you were going
1: through in that process?
0: I don't think the dreamer in me really came out until maybe the last two and a half years, to be yeah. honest. Um, I think by that point I was very like science based. There's a cause and effect to everything. And there's one path. Like I grew up in a family where, you know, you, my dad's worked in a bank his whole career and mm. he's ethnic, you might know how, <laughs> yeah. how it is, ethnic parents. Like yeah. he, um, never really pushed the whole, you know, follow your dreams and do go where your heart takes you. It was always very like security mm. based, like get a good job and you mm. know, do well for yourself. So I was kind I never really allowed myself to dream in that sense mm. until maybe post career COVID hit, had some time to slow down. And again, you meet the right people and all of a sudden it unlocks this different side of you that you didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, so I think at the time there wasn't really any conflict. It was more conflict of like, I should be working. I should be doing this. You know, society says, go to uni, mm-hmm. finish your degree, get a job in that field and work it the rest of your life. And yeah. I was starting to freak out because I'm like, I don't know if this is the person I am. I've never really considered anything else. Have I made a huge mistake?
2: Well, yeah. And I remember going to like, a, to your farewell, you were moving, yeah. moving away. <laughs> I and was, then, yeah. Like it wouldn't. Like it wasn't that long long after that you were like, oh, I'm back now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. yeah, Yeah.
0: Well, I was actually, yeah, so true. Like that was a huge moment of my, I think that's when my dreaming stage kicked in. I was like yeah. not dreaming in the sense of where I could go with my life. It was more just like, how can I escape my mm. life? And I got to such a bad point, I think, mentally with my anxiety and confusion and just felt really lonely and um, just out of touch, no purpose anymore. That I decided to move to Wollongong two of My yeah, best right. friends, yeah. when um, one had lived there for maybe four years now, um, they're both from Adelaide originally, and one of my best best friends was just about to move there from her Europe trip, and I was like, well, if my two rocks in my life are yeah. going there, well, then I'm going too. Yeah. So great, yeah. I pl- How like, was Wollongong. Hey.
1: How was Wollongong? Tell me about Wollongong. I didn't
0: go. Oh, you, oh I've okay. been, I've been yeah, like on right. trips, but I had never actually moved. Yeah. Like yep. I packed my whole life up. Like literally my life was in boxes. I had a move date. I had a place to live for three months and everything aligned so perfectly. I got yeah. a physio job. It was really chilled. It was like, my, I think my literally quote unquote, my boss or new boss said, if you want to have a surf during the middle of the day, you can just go have a surf and pick uh, up the rest of the work later. Do you have like, that
2: guy's number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe, I find
0: it. Um, so it just sounded like just what I needed, like I needed to see change yeah. and that's what it was, a little yeah, coastal reset. town, I was going to learn to surf and just bum it out and I think once I had accepted that I was doing it and I finished mm-hmm. my job up and I was like ready mm-hmm. to move, I think that's when I started to really like relax into Adelaide again for the first time okay. in, you know, a couple of years and... Then I didn't want to go anymore. That's
1: interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it a little bit of a process of we? Would you say you were saying goodbye to an older Lauren prior to even moving, and so you were in that you know that new I mm. think mindset mm. there already with a new Lauren that perhaps the change had already happened that you didn't actually made need yeah. to make a physical change.
0: Yeah, I think that? so. And I, th- I was thinking about it a lot today, kind of prior to coming on with you guys tonight. I think I was definitely like going through a grieving process of. Mm who I was, who I thought I was, like rigid person that didn't really step out of any boundaries or try anything new or, mm. you know, always pretty stubborn to become, you know, to take on new ideas or, you know, take up spirituality and just things like that. Very mm. like science, black and white, this is who I am. So I think once I'd let go of all of that, I was actually just grieving the last, you know, decade, 20 years of my life. And, yeah. Stepping into, I guess, leveling up mode of who I want to be next, and I, I'm still, I still believe it. I don't think I'll be the same person I am now for the rest of my life. I think yeah. we're all chameleons in a way; like we'll all evolve into, you know, people like Pete's just talked about having a second child, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you're going through, you know, new phase again of dad of two, and I think I'm sure I'll be hit with another tidal wave and yeah. tsunami again. Who knows when? And I think I'll be better equipped to deal with it next time. That's, mm-hmm. But First time going through that, never really dealing with much loss or anything in my life before. I was just mm. losing the old self and yeah, so, ready to step in.
2: Yeah. So when you had that kind of, I don't know, phase shift, for lack of a better term, and it kind of clicked that, oh, maybe I have been grieving that past life, was there a moment when it went from grieving to being like, okay, what am I going to do now? Obviously, not move. And you made that decision. Mm-hmm. How soon after did some of the other things come in your life and then how did you feel about them? Was it like, like, I'll let you go, go for it, yeah.
0: Um, Funnily enough, I think, yeah, once I decided to move, all the acceptance rolled in and I was like, hang on, maybe Adelaide isn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just the things I was putting myself into. Um, And then I guess classic tale of girl meets boy and Mm. then all of a sudden you don't want to move anymore because you don't want to be apart from them and, you know, you can't imagine being even a second away from them let alone Mm. you know different states and so I was figuring out how I balance like do I move or do I just can the whole thing or do I go for a month just so it doesn't look bad because again I was still in that mindset of like people are going to judge me and Adelaide's a small town and you know what will people think and I had a going away and people gave me presents so I was like what do I do like do I just stay and say screw it screw everyone this is what I'm doing or do I just go and give it a go and you know Mm. And then COVID hit, so I was like, sick, that's my way out. I'm not
2: <laughs> <That's> going. <good> <laughs> <made>. <laughs> the universe Yeah, you but yeah. it's
0: weird. It's like I had another <clears throat> left or right door moment where mm. the day I had planned to drive my car over and move officially, the government announced that was the day, like this was a week, and then the government was like, the borders are shutting oh, on wow. this date, and that was the date I had planned to drive over. So I was like, well, I'm yeah. not going to go stuck, get stuck over there with no d- nowhere to live and no family. Um, and I was like, perfect. I can hang out with Danny and, like, we can just get to know each other or, you know, I can see where this goes. At this point I didn't even really know if he was into me, to be honest. I yeah. was like, I'm just, like, really like this person's energy. Um, so, yeah, ended up just around Adelaide and then um, I was teaching at KX still. Like, James was great enough to give me my job back and taught for, I think, one class and then the studio shut because <laughs> COVID. Yeah. So I ended up on JobKeeper for, like, probably, I don't know, four months or so. I can't even remember. It's all a blur that time, which is, again, probably the best thing that could have happened to give me time to slow down yet again and just Mm -hmm. relax and enjoy being a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old, underselling it. Um, And then, yeah, I guess the next phase of what am I going to do with my life never really kicked in until maybe February 2021 and Danny was like, so what's the go here? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? You love teaching Pilates and you come home from your shifts and you're just so excited to tell me everything that's gone on. And, you know, the way you connect with your clients, you talk about your life with them, like they're your friends. It's mm. like, why don't you have your own studio? I'm like, cause I don't know a single thing about mm. business. What do you mean have my own studio? Like it's never crossed my mind and I would not handle that kind of pressure on my own. I just know that. Um, and I squashed that idea down pretty quickly, but then mm. it just kept creeping back in yeah. and, then yeah it got to a point where it was just unavoidable now he'd put the he planted the seed and I was like well you've ruined it now yeah. there's a worm in my head and I <laughs> stopped thinking <laughs> about it so I guess that's where it all started the next phase of Lauren essentially
1: very good did um let me say Danny mm. uh partner business partner
0: business partner yeah. fiance oh yeah. awesome yeah, yeah <laughs> great
1: Um, So when was the little shift, you know, you you said uh, it took a while, a squash to begin with. Mm. When did it start to flourish in your mind, you know, Um, and and become a thing before it became, you know, out to the world and did mm. that kind of create this spark of energy inside you that that I can do this?
0: Yeah. This is
1: really exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, we went and looked at a space on Miguel Road, which is actually where we ended up, and I loved it. Like it was beautiful. My dad came and, you know, classic dad, ethnic Mm -hmm. questions, how this, how that, how much, when, what, can you this? I'm like, you're just asking me there's so many questions that I don't have the answers to. Can you just be excited for two seconds? (laughs) Um, And that just put more apprehension in my mind. So I was like, you know what, we left that meeting with like Lalisa and I was like, I just can't do it. I don't want to just, don't bring it up. That's enough. And he's good. Like he just kind of stopped. And then I think Danny's got a really good sense of like he'll plant the seed and then he'll give someone the space that they need to, to come back to it themselves. And I think he knew me well enough by this point that I'm pretty stubborn. Like, if, if the idea doesn't come from my own head, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it was probably another like a uh, couple of months. um Actually, sorry, this was all in 2020, by the way. Mm. This was February 2021, yeah, right. the next year, where I kind of drove past a place on and Road and I kind of then was like, oh, you know what, maybe. And I was underneath the dance studio and I said to Danny, I was like, oh, I drove past this place and like maybe I could have a studio on, like under a dance studio. It makes sense. Like dances, Pilates, I used to dance, all this stuff. And he was like, I showed him the place. He was like, that's a terrible place. Like, what about this other place that we went and saw? And I was like, well, I can't do this on my own. He was like, you couldn't do it on your own. Like me and like the boys would do it with you. The boys being his business partners, they all own hospitality venues together. Um, so Raph, Dylan and Danny and yeah, he said, Well, what if we're all we're all on board board, it would be the four of us and I was like, Oh yeah, like you can convince the two of them to do a Pilates studio, like good luck, thinking it was never gonna happen. Like Um and so we literally like Danny and I spat on our hand and shook on it and said, All right, if Dylan and Dan and Raf are in, then we'll do it and we shook on it. And then I think two days later he was like, Well, they're in I'm like, What do you mean they're in? Like, so then I'm a person of my word. I was like, I've yeah. shaken on this, I mm-hmm. guess. And then I started getting excited. I was like, I yeah. know these boys are so amazing at what they do. Like the way to, they develop brands and identity and, mm. you know, vision, the way they market is just so different to everyone else. And between the four of us, like I cover the studio and the classes and the clients and trainers. And I knew that Danny would do the business setup and the books and, you know, all of that boring stuff I don't understand. And then yeah. Dylan and Raph with the brand identity and the marketing, the branding, I'm like, Oh, I don't really need to do anything more than current what I'm really currently doing except managing a team. So, yeah, it was probably, you know, March 2021 where I was like, well, this is happening now and yeah. then everything changed forever, I guess.
2: So good. Yeah. Wow. Danny sounds like a good dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> good. So well, like we all need a Danny in our life. <laughs> we do. It's actually yeah, a running a joke later. between
0: our friends. Like I think he's helped like yeah. me and my friend Ben, so we're both physios, we both went to uni together and yeah. he's he helped my friend Ben start up his physio business like um, working in NDIS and we have this running joke like we need T-shirts to walk around with T-shirts that say like Danny made me do it because he really is like the reason for I think half the businesses in my friendship group of you know the people we hang around with and yeah he's just got that great ability to like gently nudge and Mm -hmm. see someone's potential and help them like capitalize off it in every way possible.
2: Because like none of that as you said like none of that is easy unless you've got the understanding, all the support, you know, like Mm -hmm. and you you said you didn't have the understanding and you wouldn't have done it. No. You you had the support. Probably injects. Just roll the dice. Yeah, injects
1: confidence too, right? Yeah. To go forward. I think it's like
0: anything, like everything's less scary, like when you've got people that could fail with you, like no one wants to fail alone. Like I think Adelaide again, it's like a bit of a scary place to... Mm. You know, it's a beautiful place and great people here, but it can be scary. It does feel just like a big country town and feels like all eyes are on you all the time. And I guess maybe that's more so our ego half the time talking, but mm. I just didn't want to fail in something that I loved so much and ruin the opportunity for me to do it. Cause I knew if I didn't succeed in this business, mm. I would can the reformer training thing forever and I would never go back to it. And I didn't want to lose yeah. something that I love so much and I didn't want to fail either because again type A, yeah. needing to succeed <laughs> no matter what, yeah.
2: Yeah, and you, and this is obviously an audio medium, but Lauren just, like, jumped up out of the couch when she said that. It's like, this yeah. is on, <laughs> this is I'm doing this. Drive. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Can definitely see that. Did you, so when was that turning point again with um, the dreamer of Lauren and when did that come back in and play a role that you see now? I know I'm playing the dream role again because yeah. I feel... Um, from the business and, you know, what you've explained so far, there's so much more potential and projection to go, right? Mm, and yeah. there's very more ideas going yeah, through your mind. Yeah, for minds.
0: sure. I think it's just um, the whole process through opening spring and I was, like, a mess the whole time, like, was not coping. I was crying every day and overwhelming myself and I think it was, like, maybe six months into Stepney being open that I really started to, like, enjoy the process and it's all because of the clients. Like the more people I interact with in the studio, the more I realise that I'm in a really good position to offer opportunities and experiences for people. Um, and so I think that's when I started, you know, every week I'd be going to the boys like, let's do this or like, let's do that. And they're like, calm down. We've been open for six months. Like, <laughs> can you relax? I'm like, no, I can't. Like, yeah. I just want to, I would just want to enhance this brand even more. I want to give people more opportunities and more like ability to connect and come together. And yeah, the dreamer and me probably needed to chill out a little bit for that first, you know, six months, because I've just come out of the phase of crying every day because I'm so stressed and overwhelmed. And now I'm like, I love this so much. Let's do more, more, more. So I think probably six months into Stepney, And then, you know, over the last 18 months now, it's been really like, what can we do? Like, I've really found my like confidence and I feel really settled in, Um, what my new career is and I feel like this could actually be something I could do forever and that's not a feeling I ever had working in physio so every day it's like me and Brandy will message Brandy's like um, head trainer and I guess business partner I call her my twin flame we just do everything together (laughs) she um, really brings out that dreamer aspect in me like she is amazing she's really spiritual and she's got a really good way of like calming me down but a really good way of us two sitting together and concocting so many ideas that the boys are like, oh, God, here we go again. Like Mm. the girls are up to something. Like we're going to have to, you know, help them bring this plan to life. It's going to be hectic. But, yeah, last 18 months I've really like allowed myself to just have ideas come to mind and whether Mm. they come, you know, just come and go or whether, you know, we explore them a little bit more or whether we squash them straight away, like it depends. But, I'm yeah, just enjoying being able to come up with ideas and really figure good. it
2: out. I know that you have two studios. Mm. When did that decision or that level of like, oh, yeah, we're nailing this, let's go again? Or was it an opportunity to go again? Because, you know, if you're stressed in that first six months or so, the decision to go again mm. quite soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've, you've obviously got the support around you, but yeah. talk us through that process of like, oh, yeah, this is good. We've got that now. Let's yeah. go again.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where my like, my stress response personality and my dreamer like there's a very it's literally like walking from one doorway into another room like that's how quickly it shifted like six months of I'm so overwhelmed into I wake up one day I'm like this is amazing I love this so much everything's great um so it was probably like nine ten months into Stepney like that we started to think what are we doing next like and it was it wasn't I never even wanted one studio and then I opened one. I was like, no more. And then, you know, I get to this point, I'm like, hang on, maybe I do want more. Mm. And then, yeah, it was mainly because of the team. Like I had these incredible trainers and, you know, this was their, like they wanted this to be their full-time career, like Brandy and people like Lizzie. And I just had people around me that wanted more from me and I'm like this mother hen now. I'm like I've got to give to my, like, children, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So I said to the boys, I'm like, we're going to lose these amazing trainers if, you know, they're going to move on to, you know, maybe other states or which they do eventually anyway, but that's okay. Like we love them and support them. But yeah, I just wanted to give them the opportunities and like the lifestyle that I had to develop for myself because I was teaching Pilates and having most of the day off and enjoying the sunshine. I had all this freedom and I just wanted other people to have that opportunity. So the only way I could do that was to open another one and give them more hours and, so, yeah, we started looking and we kind of looked through Torrensville and um, we actually looked at the space um, where Canopy mm. used to be and we put an offer and got knocked back and that's when I kind of, I was distraught, I was like really wanted to have my heart set on this place and, um, yeah, I didn't get it and I was just, Sad. I was like, I really want, you know, you just start to envision your life in this space or a studio in this space and had visualized it all. And that was probably the universe being like, you are not ready for this. Mm -hmm. You do not know what's to come. Um, So then we just kind of stopped looking. We're like, the right location will come when it's time. And it was probably uh, June. 2022. So last year where this King William Road location popped up, I just sent it to the boys. Like I do, I send them like real estate locations, probably at least three times a week. I'll send them a link. Look at this. They won't reply to me. I'm like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: sometimes they will. Mm. And then we went and looked at it. We loved it, put an offer, negotiation started. And then August, 2022, Studio Two comes along and yeah, literally a year and a week to the date of the first one. Um, so yeah. And then as soon as we signed those papers, I started freaking out again. I'm like, what am I doing? I've built up this beautiful community. Everything's going great. Yeah. Just settled into it. Like having a good time now. Remember what you felt like the last time that you put yourself through that again. Like I've never had kids, not yet anyway. And I.
2: Oh, you've got two kids. Yeah. The there's only, one there and there's one. I know. And right that's the you. only way <laughs> yeah. I can
0: liken it to is like, I don't know what kind of process you'll go through, Pete, but like I kind of explained it to people that, maybe don't have businesses or my friends that are, you know, not in the situation I'm in where, you know, you have a, a baby and, you know, they're growing up, you've gone through all the hard stuff and you're getting to this point where they're like really coming into their own and then you decide to have another one or, you know, you find out you're having another one and then you start worrying about yeah. everything, like how's the dynamic going to change? Is the first one mm. going to be okay with the second one stealing the, you know, the attention and am I going to be okay and, I'll you know, me and my partner going to be okay, like... You know, Danny and I live together and we work together and we, you know, finding the boundaries between a relationship and work when you're business partners and partners, like it's hard. And I was just freaking out that this second studio was this big monster that was going to, you know, ruin everything I'd achieved. And it was just, again, those same anxious self bad negative talk coming in again and so I didn't enjoy the process again. I told myself I was going to have fun the second time doing the fit out and the build and, you know, building the team and I didn't enjoy one day of it. Like I told myself I wouldn't cry mm. this time and I didn't. I didn't cry once. Mm. But because I didn't cry, I bottled it up so much inside that I pretty much had a breakdown like the first week we were open and took it out on the team in probably not the best way. And, yeah, yeah weren't, we didn't get off to a very good start. Yeah. Um, but we get through it day to day. And
2: how, like what, what, how did you get through it? Like what do you, mm. certain things that you practice or certain things that you do that help you through those things? Or is it people uh, again? People. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: People. Yeah. And that, yeah, again, it's just having the right people around you. And I think Danny would always tell me everything's going to be okay. I mean, you know how it is sometimes the closest person mm. to you, you don't believe it half the time because you almost think in your head like you're supposed to say that to me Yeah, yeah. you're my partner. You're
2: trying to make me feel better. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: and I think for me it wasn't even like past experiences that were getting me out I couldn't even call back on like history of step Mm. me doing really well because was a whole nother ball game now Mm. like different area different demographic different team different you know competition I guess air quotes around the area but yeah people like Brandy yet again like I don't know she had this really good ability. She just, I think I remember, I remember one day, I think we're like two weeks out from opening and she took me to Burnside and sat me down at a cafe and we're just sitting in the corner, just crying at the table. And she was like, you just have to stop doing this to yourself. Like you need to surrender. Like there is nothing you can control right now about how it's going to go. You can just control the fact that you're going to surrender to the situation. And she's like, you've got to stop telling yourself that, Goodwood's going to ruin Stepney and everything's going to Mm. blow up in your face because they're not connected at all. It's, Mm. you know, it's one business that's doing great and another one that's not even born yet and you're freaking out. She's like, you just have to surrender. And I think that was literally a point where I literally let myself cry for 20 minutes at the table and she was right, like 100%. And um, I remember getting back to the studio the fit out process after I left and when I saw Danny and he could definitely sense probably a shift in my energy where I just relaxed and told myself now we're letting go we're not trying to control anything anymore because you literally can't control anything of this situation except that what you can control which is just getting the job done and seeing what happens next and I remember like I think um I remember seeing Danny or seeing Brandy's phone I think he'd messaged her and just said thank you because I think he could tell that like Whatever she'd said to me, like, had definitely helped. Um, yeah. And I guess that summarizes me as a person is like so highly strung sometimes that mm. you just need a big kind of sit down well, from someone else.
2: You, you, yeah. It's a high stress environment, you should so say. Self, yeah. yeah. That. Like, it's <laughs> small business ownership is extremely difficult. Like, You're in the mother hen
1: of mm. two businesses now, is it the fear of the unknown that catches you up and swirls you in that wave of, doubt or insecurities or, you know, or or success or Mm. maybe the lack of success or Mm. performance? Is that what catches you in those moments? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I think uh, you go through those like waves where you're on top of the wave and everything's amazing and you enjoy it for like the smallest second and then you all of a sudden realise, holy shit, I have to, you know, I'm right up here. I could end up, you know, at the bottom of the wave crashing out in like two minutes if I'm, you know, I think I almost stop myself from enjoying it sometimes because I'm for the fear of, you know, you could be down the other end and it's this constant battle of like getting to the top and then you're at the bottom and you're trying to fight back up again. I guess that's life or just small business, everything. It's anxiety, life, small business, you could apply it to everything. But in that instance it was definitely the fear of unknown but fear of losing all of the amazing Things that we created, and you know, you build such deep connections with the clients that come in. You just want them to have a good time, and you don't want them you, not in a selfish way, but you don't want them yeah. to leave because they're such a big part of your life. And you know, you're trying to be a big part of their life, which I think we do really well a lot of the time. And yeah, just fear of everything, losing it. Yeah, yeah. what's next?
1: With that, I've got to take my hat off to you because you know, I know a Pilates an instructor, and they wear their heart in the sleeve all the time. You know, you're mm. in front of your clients all the time. You've got to be on show performing and making sure that they're feeling comfortable as well as, you know, making sure that their, their health reasons are, are correct or, you know, they're enjoying their, their session with you. It must be tolling. It must be, you know, a little bit of, you know, it takes a lot of energy to be up there all the time, right? Do you mm. kind of have some days of sessions or weeks where you're like, that was a huge week. Yeah. I need to recharge and reset yeah how do you go about that?
0: Definitely, like I don't go out much anymore, like my social battery by the end of my week. I don't even know when my week starts or ends to be completely honest with you, mm. like, but to be completely honest, like I don't I, there hasn't been a single day, and I say that with this with complete honesty since opening spring that I've not wanted to or not genuinely wanted to go to a teaching shift and or or finished a shift where I've been like that was just not a good time like every single day every single class in the studio has been so much fun and I finished my teaching blocks feeling amazing like
2: so yeah and that's that's, so that's like when you're on yeah on the tools in air yeah. quotes. like and then
0: like teach- there's a reason
2: you enjoy yeah well what's the reason you find it so much fun and get so much uh-huh. enjoyment from the classes from the it wasn't
0: always like this. Like definitely working for other businesses, like it's not the same, and I think that's because you're not in control of the kind of client base you're manifesting. And, and I'm throwing a few mm. like woo woo words around. Oh, but, we're
2: woo woo for yeah, way back. Like, bring on the oh, woo! No, I'm
0: like, I guess newly <laughs> woo woo in a way. But I, woo, please. <laughs> yeah, we, and I think that was one of the other like really strong concerns I had with Goodwood Studio was like, what if the clients are not like our stepney clients? And mm. Brandy said like we're in control of that, like we manifest the clients we want and the energy we give off brings the people we want to come in. And, you know, if someone comes in and they're not the kind of person that fits in in our studio, then they're going to pick up on that pretty quickly and they'll go somewhere else or, you know, they'll move on. So it's, yeah, it's a lot about, um, I don't even know where I was going with this to be honest.
2: I'm just picking up, like I was just thinking about you. Um, You're now in this position as a mother hen like mm. leading two small businesses which create community and create a an environment where people aspire to be better and and you know live their best lives I, i'm wondering if i've never if you've ever thought about like connecting back to that physio you had when you were 10 years old she was effectively doing the same thing, right? Mm, and you, you yeah. wanted to do what yeah. she was doing. It was yeah. physio at the time, but yeah. now it's, it's almost like you've you've come full circle and you're still doing that, but just in a different profession.
0: Definitely, yeah. yeah. And that's all I all I wanted. Like the impact she had on me is oh, amazing. All I can give to other people is like how I make someone feel is so important to me, and it comes back to again that significance thing. Like, and I think that's why I feel so on a high after teaching and being in the studio is like that's when I'm in my flow state. Like. The other stuff around the business is hard. Like I don't understand, I'm still learning all, you know, business-related stuff and how to manage a team and, Mm. you know, HR and different personality types and how it gels and that stuff is all new to me. But I've been developing my ability to teach and connect with people and communicate Mm. and listen for maybe, I guess, my whole life. But like in a teaching sense, five, six, almost maybe coming to seven years, I don't even know, but Mm. that's when I feel... In flow is when I'm in the studio. That's my easy work. Like that's relaxed. I don't have to think. I just go by feel and I, you know, go by who walks in on the day and the conversations are authentic because they just roll in as they need to and I think that's why I just find it so um, energising in the studio is just that's the easy part of my day and the best part of my day. Like being around people is so good, especially when you're in control of the people that come in the door and yeah
1: impactful mm. yeah you feed off that right that energy do you find with um you know clients and, and your team you know when are those moments where you know you get to reflect together like with your team you know do you have those moments together where you know you go away and you know does spring do any things together where you can have those little moments of like we're doing great yeah you yeah know, two two places and you know close to two years yeah how um How do you go about that, to look back at the successes already?
0: Yeah, well, it's hard because we don't work together essentially. Like when one person's teaching, everyone else is off doing something else. And um, so we don't see each other often, but um, I think the moments we really get to connect is like we get feedback from clients a lot of the time and we get sometimes really, really lengthy emails about, you know, how we've impacted them. And I remember I got like a really emotional email from someone and like I still still uh, floors me now but um yeah just sharing those emails with the team and being able to like um they're not always about me very rarely are they about me like sometimes they are but being able to like share these pieces of feedback to the team about the impact they're making and it feels so nice that I get to tell people like you're this is the impact you're making and actually like you can see in words like it's for people that are evidence-based people too like Feeding off energy yeah. in the studio is one thing, but then to be able to sit there and read words that someone's taken the time to send to you is, like, really special. And the fact that I get to offer that, a space for trainers to come and do that and clients to come and experience it, and then then I get to share that feedback to the trainers, it's, like, the best thing yeah. about the job, I think. But, yeah, like, we, we went away on our first trainer retreat in November last year, and I, I'm, I'm very much, like, a pick-on pick up a lot on people's energies and body language and it's a skill I've always um found to be really good at and I think coming from a family we didn't speak about our emotions much and parents that we didn't we weren't really encouraged to talk about how we were feeling growing up so I think that was like a survival thing I had to develop to be able to pick up on body language and energy Mm. because we didn't speak much so um I could kind of sense around, you know, October, November, Goodwood had just opened and everything was kind of all really hectic and people were feeling really overworked. That I felt this shift in the team. It just felt different. You know, we'd also grown from a team team of maybe nine people to like 18 people. And I'm like, we need to reconnect as a team because I don't feel like we're connecting right now. So. We went on a trainer retreat for a couple awesome. of nights up in um, down by the beach in uh, Goa or something like that, and hired a big house. and It was like so incredible. We got to, you know, I think we just talked nonstop. We did yoga and drank wine and made pizza and played games, and yeah, came back feeling more obsessed with the team than ever. And I think it was a really good opportunity for everyone to just be with each other because it's not the kind of job you're ever with your co-workers. Sometimes I get jealous of office workers. They get to sit hang in out. a room with their co-workers <laughs> and, like, I picked all the people that get to work with me too. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like, if I could hang out with you guys all day, I'd be stoked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just not like that with the job. So, yeah, we try and connect as much as possible. It is hard, but most of the time the connection comes from just sharing, you know, moments or reflections through, I guess, like our Facebook message and, you know, feedback that we mm. can all share together.
2: I think you've found the perfect, like learning a lot more about you and the things you're saying now, I think you've found the perfect position role to be in because you've got this combination of you're super um, driven and you're task orientated, but you can also pick up on those things. Like that's quite a rare skill set and the way you're able to do it sounds like you've just got in the right spot for the right people, in the right role. I, I think you're killing it. Should be very proud. thank
0: you yeah, no, <laughs> well it's on. It's great, yeah, I am proud, yeah, but I don't say it very often
1: <laughs> so you come back to that conversation with uh, Danny that poked the stick and said, "Hey, have about yeah. this idea, reflecting on that now, you know if you didn't have that conversation, and you know, where where will Lauren be, and you know what will potentially be happening
0: uh, I'm not sure I think I think I'd still be teaching. I don't know. It's hard to, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's very, being with someone like, I think you'd have to meet Danny, but like being with someone like Danny, oh, look, I don't. i th- so keen to Yeah.
1: It. Yeah. <laughs> next, <laughs> next episode. Yeah. A yeah, yeah, Danny's coming on. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I don't, I can never picture myself being with Danny and not ending up where I am because he's just so gifted in helping people follow their path. He's like the most selfless person you'll ever meet and, he's currently at his new cafe, they're opening tomorrow and he's there till 9pm, oh, wow. but he'll wow. still come home and if I needed help with something or if a friend texted saying I'm needing help with like, you know, my zero accounting <laughs> something, he'll he'll do it and he's like a yes man and he'll do anything for his friends and his family and I think he gently wouldn't settle for a no on me not capitalising on my potential. So I think if I hadn't met Danny... um. Or connected with Danny in the way that we did, or if I hadn't kind of followed that little gut feeling that something was there, I would probably be in Wollongong, maybe surfing and mm. probably just going to live gigs every weekend just and just relaxing. Yeah, 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 I think my dad would be pretty stressed if I hadn't <laughs> met Danny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my dad loves Danny, but it's it's hard to say. Again, yeah. I think I am a bit of a chameleon. I think I'm the kind of person that I can be really in a non-egotistical way, just flag that. I think I can be really good at anything I decide to do and I yeah. think I would have found my way eventually but I think it would have taken, me, you know, five five to ten years and I don't think I'd ever be working for myself, no yeah. way, if yeah. I if I didn't have Danny and the boys with me. The
2: support. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it. Yeah. And they're
0: in think... full
1: flow of your business yeah. now, right? Yeah. And there's a big smile on your face mm. when you talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's such a contrast of stories right and it's that sliding doors that you've mentioned mm. prior um you really you don't know where things can take you and, and a humbling experience be it a, a real conversation with a friend that says hey I see this in you mm. you got to take it yeah um and realizing that potential and capitalizing yeah. on that is great it's what's created this story right now mm. can I ask you a question about the name spring yeah I'm curious where, where did that come from and
0: um what well, sparked that That was Dylan's doing. I won't take credit for the name. We were trying to decide on a name for the longest time. Like I think it's one of the hardest things is deciding what are we going to call this thing? And the boys are very particular. Like every brand they develop has to have like a theme and a voice to it that's very clear. And. Uh, we kind of weirdly, we decided on this name, or I think I decided, we had written pages and pages and pages of names and came up with this name. It was like Studio Nude, N-double-O-D, and I don't know, I think I had in my in mind like this, you know, nude colour palette of like very neutral tones and we actually like registered the business name and everything. Danny could have bloody killed all of us because he did all the work under this business name that we decided on, or I guess kind of I decided on
2: ultimate support. Yeah. yeah. And
0: he was so pissed when he, yeah. the, but it's not un, like uncommon for the boys to be like, actually, sorry, Danny, we're doing this now. And he's like, far, far, far
1: out. <laughs>
0: next, um, like that's how the boys operate there. You know, it's yeah. very day to day and thing ideas come out of nowhere. We mm. went on this camping trip to the Koorong. you know, the boys and I and our new little puppy honey and we still hadn't come up with a name and we're full in planning mode. And then We're sitting like we're deflating the tyres ready to go on a little trek on the sand with the four-wheel drives and I'm sitting in the driver's seat and Danny's obviously deflating the tyres for all of us and me, Dylan Dylan and Raph are having a chat and they're like, what do you think of the name? Spring or like, you know, Spring Studio. And I was like, I like it. It seems so simple. It was like right in front of us the whole time because the reformer machine uses springs as its resistance. So it's, I guess, started as a pun but they never wanted it to be an obvious like reformers have springs, haha. Ha. that's mm. why we called it that. It's more so like spring is a feeling, it's, you know, time when things bloom and blossom yeah. and, you know, things start to change and people start to feel good and I guess it just perfectly epitomises the feeling that we or I want to develop in the studio. And, yeah, we just landed then and there. We're like, sick, we found our name. Yeah. It's right in front of us. And then when I look back on my Pinterest boards of, you know, fit-out ideas the name I actually gave my board because I didn't know what to call it because we had no name was um, Spring Studio or like something like it had Spring in it and I was like oh, it was wow. literally right there in the front of me the whole time in, yeah. but yeah. the way they phrased it to me like it, the way they pitched it I was like, yeah, that's literally yeah. perfect, that's it. Nice.
1: Yeah, I love mm. it. I love the name. I love yeah, That's why I Michael, Michael yeah. Gagliardi, the creative. Trying yeah. to I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to dive deeper always, in that brainstorming. Mm. I was, yeah. I, yeah, I can see it perfectly aligning to you and your story right now of of a rebirth in a way, yeah. Um, very refreshing, and it's it's perfect.
2: And the studio looks great too. I've Thank I've you. been driving by it. You it's know, Kim Williams. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> when, are, when are we going to get you in there for a for a session? Oh, mate, calm down. Just, I said <laughs> we like I go. I don't go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Pete. When are we going
0: to get you <laughs> get the get on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I drove Parshy Pete yesterday yeah. morning. Um, at like 6 a.m. I think you were going for a run. You were on the corner of King Will and Greenhill.
2: Excellent. And that's you're just the, back
0: into your running journey, that's aren't the you?
2: best. Like if that can get out to the world, that means. Yeah. Pete's like, running okay, again, everyone. Always yeah. You're always on the road, Literally. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, because we
0: haven't seen each other in a long time. And yeah. Like, you know, you reached out and then it's funny like when you just start it's like that thing with you know ads and marketing on. You Google one thing and then the ads everywhere. It's like you reached out and then I'm like, I'm gonna start running to pee everywhere. And I now, yeah, probably yep, you two gags yep, now,
1: <laughs> done. Maybe at the place at the at the studio. Hopefully, 100. Yeah. Uh, well. I do want to go there. It does look great. And I, like I said, I mentioned before, my sister-in-law um, is a Pilates instructor. She's now moved overseas, mm. working overseas. But she was always giving me shit about when are you coming to the studio? When you come into the studio? When do you come into mm. the studio? So I've got to keep my word now. Yeah, we'll
2: do for it.
0: sure. We'll do we it. do things a little bit differently at Spring too. Yeah, so I think good. you might enjoy it. Yeah.
2: awesome. We we have it on tape. Michael yeah. confirmed. <laughs> I can just take this out, right? No, and, uh, I won't do that. No, I won't do that. <laughs> um, so what's next? What's next? Another yeah. five springs around um, Adelaide, or are we are we comfortable there? I wouldn't what do you say think?
0: comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm a comfortable. Like I'm really happy and comfortable. But mm-hmm. like you know, you start getting comfortable and once you catch the. Uh, open a small business bug. You can't yeah. seem to shake it off. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think if there's another one in Adelaide, it'll be one more and that is it. Get that on air because you <laughs> need to please call it that I, back to me. I don't
2: trust <laughs> you. I'm going to ask Danny. Yeah. No, more, yeah, <laughs> I, just, nah, I think Danny doesn't said. even want another one. He's oh, like, you you've go. put
0: me, he, like the second one almost broke him. Now he's got the cafe and um, he does a lot of fit out himself. So he he's a jack of all trades pretty much and, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think I said to him the other day, he's like, no more businesses in 2023. I'm like, but but, what if the perfect location comes up for one more spring? He's like, no. I'm like, yes, we can do it. Now I'm the one convincing him. But yeah, maybe, maybe one more in Adelaide, who knows? And again, it would have to be for the perfect location, you know, like a unicorn of a location to pop up. Maybe something interstate. I've always loved the idea of you know, changing the game over mm. Sydney mm. or Burley or something like that. Mm. Um, cool.
2: And you're also, beachy. you know, like we mentioned at the very beginning, you're just entering a new phase of becoming engaged, and yeah, yes, the wedding here, so. definitely yeah. needs
0: to be on the cards at some point. Um,
2: that can be a humbling experience in its own right. self planning yeah, a wedding. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> it's like, I love having like a little side project now. Like I'm a big yeah. Pinterest board advocate, and I think I've got about a thousand boards for everything, and so yeah, like hopefully a w we'll definitely a wedding in probably 2025 and I'm working a little side hustle at the moment with Brandy. We're kind of moving into the education space at the moment with developing a course and some mm. stuff to get the future trainers sinking their teeth into and, you know, another way of us connecting with people on our side of the fence, not just clients. But yeah, that's kind of my like side project at the moment that I'm really trying to get stuck into study mode again, it's hard going back to studying again and, you know, researching and finding, you know, good quality evidence to back up, you know, what you're developing. So, yeah, I think I'll keep chipping away on that project for a little bit and then well if the perfect location comes up, then we'll see.
1: Nice one. That's really good to hear. I love, you know, listening to your story and the humbling experience you've had throughout. Yeah, you've, you've definitely been on the journey of, you know, earlier on you changed, you quit. Um, you found yourself again and then you questioned yourself there and you've gone through that and now I just see so much strength and now you're doing a course and now you've got other ideas of another store and studio. There's definitely been, I think, the highs in there and, you know, it came f- obviously from those lows. But if you had to now speak to Lauren all the way back there, what are you saying to that, Lauren, that perhaps you didn't know where you are now and what was going to happen?
0: Hmm, probably just to surrender. <laughs> like Brandy said, is just stop trying it. don't control everything because that's not what life's about and, you know, things will present themselves when they're meant to and I guess as cliche as it sounds, like trust the process and, yeah, just have a bit of faith. I think yeah. I had so much hope of being this physio and then that got so crushed and then I was got, you know, too too scared to have hope or faith about things anymore and to put too much of yourself into a dream but um sometimes it goes wrong and it's not the right path and then sometimes it goes really right so um don't be afraid to have a bit of hope and faith that things will go right even if they haven't gone right in the past
2: beautiful words <laughs> yeah well done. I think
1: that that I'm out that's yeah, covered well, me could um If anyone wants to reach out to you about this story or, you know, someone that's listening might be thinking a very similar way or um, aligned to what they hear, can they reach you in a particular way or what's the best way to contact? Um,
0: Probably through either email, which is lauren at studiospring.com.au or just like chuck me a DM on Insta, Um, just Lauren Sebastiani. I'm I'm an open book on my Instagram and I try and be really honest about the, the process. I think there's a lot of business owners out there that think you have to be, you know, present a strong front and, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing great. But reality is if you're owning a small business, you're feeling every emotion under the sun every single day of the week. So yeah, I'm more than happy to like, obviously talk to anyone, anything related, but if it's ever just like support from other business owners that just need, you know, to vent, I'd love to vent. (laughs) I've got (laughs) a lot of venting to do a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah, either of those two options.
1: Yeah, it's so empowering to hear that too. You know, from a business owner, from an employee that's you know hearing that from the business owner to be just real and mm. I guess open about what you're feeling at that present time because it only you know produces good. Mm. I feel you know getting it out there and um, to hear it from your mother hen, it can only
2: mean good things for the team. So well yeah. done. Thank Wearing you. Bring your heart, in your sleeve. Well done. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for having me. No,
2: I think you should be incredibly incredibly proud of what you've done and just keep on keeping on. Yeah. I think it's a a lot of powerful messages to take from mm. your story, particularly of support and it's not always gonna go right, but it'll if you stay in, you persevere, things turn sure. around nicely and you should be incredibly proud of what you've achieved. Well done.
0: Thanks so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Honestly, you, so nice to talk yeah. to you guys. So easy.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Happy days. Nervous. Never. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> A bit sweaty
0: over here though. Can't
1: oh, really. great.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Cool. Humbled the series. Pete, we we'll, uh on to our next one. Onto the next, and right. I think we'll continue our search for uh, new guests as well. If there's anyone out there that um, knows someone with a humbling story, or thinks someone should get behind the mic and and tell their story for the greater good, um, we'd love to connect with you. So just hit us up on the Instagram, uh, slide into the DMs, and and we'll reach out. You're a dad again.
1: I can't believe it. You told me this. just dropped it on me. I head know. Head. Like, you can't even well hold on. Well
2: well well <laughs> what a pleasure. Thanks,
0: Thank Just, uh, you. Good times.